0: Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Please be seated. Shanna's laughing at that, because I just love that little laugh, and like, you know, we got to stay in some habits, and it's just a natural habit after that. After we do that to say, please be seated. And, and as we roll into the sermon today, it, you're trying to keep some of those things uh, to help maintain some sense of normalcy. Because we know things are a little bit chaotic these days, but yet God is still doing amazing things in this world. And I believe that. I've seen it. And yeah, we're operating a little bit differently, but, and it's a big one. Love is happening. Lives are being touched and transformed in new and unique and exciting ways. And I want you to be a part of that. And so join us in this journey to help transformation occur, whether it's through ourselves or through others in which we come in contact with, sharing God's love within this world. With that in mind, I want to, I want us to, let's go to God in prayer. Loving and gracious God, sometimes we fall short, either in our relationships with you or our relationships with others. And so, Lord, help us understand that forgiveness is a process and a journey that takes time, that takes just being centered in you. And that the idea of forgiveness, if we lean into it, can liberate us from that which binds us from having healthy relationships with our neighbor and having a healthy relationship with you. And so, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come and fill our living rooms or wherever we may be watching uh, this worship experience. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. For it's in your name we gather, in your name we pray. Amen. We join me for the scripture reading today. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35 and listen to these words. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Should I forgive as many as seven times? Jesus said, Not seven times, but rather as many as seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. When he began to settle accounts, they brought to him a servant who owed him ten thousand bags of gold. Because the servant didn't have enough to pay it back, the master ordered that he should be sold along with his wife and children and everything he had and that the proceeds should be used as payment. But the servant fell down and kneeled before him and said, Please be patient with me, and I'll pay you back. The master had compassion on that servant, released him, and forgave the loan. When the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 coins. He grabbed him around the throat and said, Pay me back what you owe me. Then his fellow servant fell down and begged him, be patient with me and I'll pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he threw him into prison until he paid back his debt. When when his fellow servants saw what happened, they were deeply offended. They came and told their master all that had happened. His master called the first servant and said, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you appealed to me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I have mercy on you? His master was furious and handed him over to the guard, responsible for punishing prisoners until he paid the whole debt. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother and sister from your heart. This is... Is the Scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Man, Jesus's words here are a little harsh, aren't they? He has this lesson, this this parable, and, and, you know, I hear a parable, and now I hear Amy Jill Levine, like, like, look at it in a different way, let go of all the old understandings, and, and, you know, move away from that. And so when I moved away from that this week, the the line that got me was that last line, Jesus' words after the parable, the explanation of the parable. My Heavenly Father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother and sister from your heart. I got a question for you. And the good thing is you're in the comfort of your own home. And so you can do this without feeling a little bit awkward, like we would do it in worship. Is there somebody that you need to forgive that you haven't yet? And I bet if there is, because we all have at least one, like there's probably two or three or four that we probably should work towards forgiveness There's probably someone that we need to be like the servant, um, forgiving, receiving that forgiveness, but then also like not practicing it how the servant did by turning around and saying to the other person that you owe me money. It should extend grace. We're probably like the master who was willing to give grace without even worrying about it because somebody has pleaded for you. We've all been there. Forgiveness is one of those things that if we don't practice it healthily, it will weigh us down and, and we'll hold on to those things. Maybe we'll hold on to those things that really are nothing in the grand scheme of things of life. Because how often have we been holding on to a grudge or an issue that like has weighed us down so much that it has kept us from being healthy people? Probably a lot. Or how often is it a thing or event? If you notice, um, for those of you that follow us on social media, I use the Instagram picture of a field goal and the ball goes just right of the field goal post and it misses. How often do we get so angry and upset at that, at that player that we hold on to that and we harbor it until the next game or the next season or, or, and we don't let that go? Forgiveness is a process. It, it's a process of us understanding, one, how are we hurt or how have we hurt someone? It is a process of acknowledging that we need to practice forgiveness and just let it go. The art of forgiveness is really about letting it go. Because we can say, I forgive you. We can say we, we forgive you until you're blue in the face. But until you let it go, it's kind of like, remember when I talked about forgiveness about two years ago and I put those weights in that backpack? If we don't let it go, it will continue to pile up. And it can be even the small thing. Maybe somebody cut you off and 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 they didn't see you in traffic and and you get really angry and upset and, and instead of letting that go, you har you like you hold on to that and those little pebbles can become bigger pebbles because maybe the next day at Walmart you have someone that that runs into you with their cart and and you know we're supposed to be practicing safe and social distancing so like that builds up even more and and those pebbles get bigger and bigger until we can't carry that load anymore, and we become so broken and just bent over with the oppression of forgiveness that we need to let those things go. That's why Peter's question here is key. It's key because in, in the Jewish tradition, they had this understanding that it was like three times. And then if if you sought forgiveness three times and after the third time, there was not a fourth. And you just let it go. But that's the hard part is letting it go. We can do that process. We can We can practice and say all the right things. But until we let it go, It weighs on us, like being in a debtor's prison. Timothy Merrill, in his um, uh, blog post, Learning to Fail, uh, he has this really great line. He says, forgiveness is not saying I no longer feel the pain. Rather, forgiveness is saying I no longer feel the need to hold on to your involvement in my pain. So when that person cuts you off, they cut me off. No big deal. Just let it go. Don't let it fester. Because man, those little pebbles become a whole lot and they can weigh you down just as much as those big ones. And we know what the, like, those big times where we need to ask for forgiveness or we need to seek forgiveness. Like we know what those feel like. Maybe we've experienced those. Maybe we're carrying those right now. And, and we need to lift those up and just give them to God and say, here you go, take it. It's yours and let it go. Because sometimes what happens is we say we forgive you, but we do this and we hold on to it. And we say, I'm not going to let go of this. I'm going to hold on to it because, you know, that's just human nature, isn't it? It's hard to let some of those things go. But true forgiveness is letting it go and letting God have it. And that's like, for me, the important thing is like, we, when we say we forgive you, it really is like forgiving you, letting it go. But it's not letting it go that it can cause you to be put yourself in harm's way again if you're in the similar situation. It's not letting go like in a broken relationship that if someone is causing you harm, you can say you forgive them, but you have to not involve them in your lives. Because if not, they're going to continue hurting you and continually causing you harm. And so we have to let them go and we can say you know i you know i understand where you're coming from i forgive you but that doesn't mean you have to be in my life and it's a release and sometimes we hold on to that and this art of forgiveness the the seven times seventy or depending on your um, understanding of the text because it reads differently depending on your bible like it's the it's the most times to forgive it's the most perfect number of forgiveness that seven times seventy is perfect number times perfect number, and so it's something we always continue to practice because if we don't, what' will happen will be you'll say, "I forgive you," and it may have been a small thing, but then something may bring that back up and and if we're practicing healthy forgiveness, we're saying that's not going to bother me anymore and I'm let, I've let it go. And if it's a broken relationship and they're continually harming you, even though you've forgiven them, the best thing we can do is get out of that situation and out of that relationship to keep us safe, maybe to keep our family and friends safe. But forgiveness is, is, is not a... Condo, as the um, There's a really um, great book by um, Dr. Ian Wright called Forgiveness is a Choice, a step-by-step process for resolving anger and restoring hope. And, and it helped birth this like international forgiveness society. Um, and they have a really great approach to forgiveness, a really great process. But one of the things I say on their website, and I really like this, and it, it says, forgiveness is not condoning or excusing. And, and they go on to say that when we forgive, we do not simply put, with, put up with the other person's hurtful behavior blame ourselves for the person's behavior, pretend that we weren't hurt, or saying the person didn't mean to hurt us. Instead, we acknowledge that we are all imperfect humans. It doesn't accept the behavior. It doesn't give them an excuse. It just says it's not right, and we learn to move on from that, and that that person's hurtful behavior, or even ours, like sometimes we need to let go of it, And we seek forgiveness. We have to let that go. Forgetting the hurt. Forgiveness is not forgetting the hurt. Sometimes we need to remember that. Because sometimes we say we forgive you, we forgive and we forget. Like no, sometimes we need to remember that those things, whatever it was, caused us harm. Go back to the football experience. Say if the ball goes wide right of the, the deal and maybe it ruined the party because your team didn't win. Just let it go. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's not going to end the world because your team didn't win. It's not going to be the end of the world because your team didn't play. But how we treat one another is really what matters. And how we care for one another is really what matters. Forgiveness should lead us towards reconciliation. And that's where two parties come together to agree, hey, we're just not going to do this anymore. Hey, we're not going to act this way anymore. But sometimes we don't get to reconciliation for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's a healthy reason. Maybe it's, you know, you don't need to be around that person anymore. But the reconciliation is that you're going to try your best to not be in that relationship anymore and letting it go. Or maybe we just need to let it go and, and not let it weigh us down. Because, man, those things, those transgressions, They can weigh us down. And if we don't seek forgiveness, either from ourselves and and the things that we do, or maybe seeking forgiveness from another person, we become so weighted down by that stuff that it keeps us from being the creation that God created us to be. So do you like to throw things? I want you to think about this this way about forgiveness this way? Do you, do you like to throw things like, you know, like maybe skipping a, um, a rock across the lake or uh, maybe you like to throw a football or um, maybe you, you know, just like to throw paper airplanes? I don't know. Like generally we like to throw things. Um, just don't throw things at people because that's a whole other process that we need to talk about later. But why do you think of it this way? When we think about forgiveness and the way Jesus is asking us to think about forgiveness, a letting it go, is that when we seek forgiveness, whether we're saying we're sorry and we're asking for forgiveness from someone or something, or whether we're doing it and the person doesn't even know, we're going to throw it out there to God. Just let it go. So just like maybe this is the one time you can be like Joe Montana or um, Peyton Manning and you can just let it go. And if we practice that letting it go, and we give it to God, I think you'll find some peace. I think you'll find some comfort. But, and, I, and I preface this because I've seen this happen in abusive relationships. We let it go, but we don't keep ourselves from being hurt. And so I want to advise you that if you're in an abusive relationship and you let it go, that doesn't mean that that person has to stay in your life. That means you can put yourself in a safe place. And I want to encourage you to find yourself in a safe place. So don't just let it go, but then stay in the abusive relationship. Let it go and get out. If we let it go, we'll find some peace there. If we let it go, we'll find some comfort there. If we let it go, we'll find some growth and a new way forward in our daily lives. And that's why that last line that Jesus spoke to us today If you don't forgive your brother or sister from your heart, forgiveness comes from the heart, not just up here. And we have to let it go so that way we become that creation that God created us to be. Because if not, we're just piling things on and we're getting that distance from God that we don't want in our lives. And so don't be afraid to let it go. Don't be afraid to put yourself in a safe place. And don't be afraid because you're not alone. God is with you in every step and every breath that you take. And I don't want you to forget that. And I also don't want you to forget that as people of faith, we're striving towards perfection, which means we're not going to do it right all the time, which means we're going to ask for forgiveness. And it means we're going to have to learn how to receive forgiveness. Remember, one of the problems of the the parable today was that the guy did not know how to receive the gift of grace and mercy that he had been given. He didn't apply it to his life. And we have to apply that forgiveness to our lives as well. And if we do that, man, we become a new creation. But in order for us to move forward, we have to look at ourselves. We have to ask God for the forgiveness for the mistakes that we've made. And then we have to let those go and move forward. And here's the great thing. Here is the gospel truth. God hasn't given up on you yet. No matter what you've done, God loves you and cares for you. And all God wants from you is you. And so God's right there for you, cheering you on. Even when you miss the field goal, it's okay. God is still there with open arms. And all we have to do is run to God and say, here I am. But sometimes those things that we're holding on to, those things where forgiveness needs to happen, they're holding us back. And so let it go and let God have them and let them Don't just say it, practice it, and know that you're not alone. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day.